Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast, Wannabe NYC, with me, your host, Joe Walsall. So it is March 1st, you guys. I have no idea how we got here so fast, but thank God that we did. January and February are, I don't know, I guess, what, like, start over months, you know? Like, if you didn't get it right in January, you always have February to fall back on. But then, like, March is quickly approaching, so, like, you really need to get it together. And also, I think that's just me projecting because I uh, vowed to do that in the last eight weeks, and I've done nothing. I have actually done nothing good. I have done a lot, but I don't think I've done anything good. And by that, I mean, you know, I promised myself that I would work out more often, that I would drink more water, that I would journal more. And even though I have done those things, they haven't been like um, consistently. So I feel like I'm not really seeing the benefits of it. So I'm just going to let myself let bygones be bygones and start over today on March 1st. Although I have not been consistent in those areas of my life, one thing that I feel I have managed to successfully continue to practice since last, um, I want to say fall, but definitely Christmas time, is the Danish concept of huga or huga. It is spelled H-Y-G-G-E, and it is a concept that is very much Scandinavian. I believe its origins are Danish, but it is heavily practiced in Denmark. And how did I end up here, right? How do I go from Fort Worth, Texas, all the way to Denmark in a hardcore deep dive, as if I'm like somewhat kind of Danish or preparing myself to be in the near future? Um, Well... I think it was during my probate class in the fall and I was online just, you know, obviously, quote unquote, note taking. And I came across this book recommendation about the year of living Danishly. And I was like, oh, what is that? I clicked on it and I started reading the reviews and I was like, wow, I really want that book. But at the time, I was doing so much homework and reading for that class that I was like, you know what, I better just wait until Christmas or after Christmas to start reading it. And so whenever I did get that as a gift from my in-laws, I just could not wait to start reading it. And I kid you not, I read it in like a month, which I know might seem like a really long time. But um, if you don't know, I have three kids. My husband and I run a small business and we do like 50,000 other things. So a book a month for somebody with a schedule like me is honestly really, really good. Um, Also, I think that's me patting myself on the back. Just just saying. It's okay though, you guys. It's March 1st. Um, And so anyway, uh, the concept of hookah is defined as... um, Well, okay, if we're being completely honest, it's mostly being consciously cozy or like the art of creating a nice atmosphere, the pursuit of everyday happiness, um, being together with the people that you love, with good food and drinks, practicing gratitude, quality time, taking breaks to enjoy, you know, the small things about life. And the thing is, it doesn't have a very specific definition to it. It's more of like, a concept, right? Like a lifestyle change. Choosing to turn off your phone or put down your phone or silence your phone and play a good movie or your favorite TV show. And for Mike and I, we have started to practice um, huga since, you know, since December now. So quite a couple months. And um, our routine goes like this. It's very simple, but it definitely creates that huga atmosphere. So once the kids are down, Either Mike and I will turn on the candles in the house, 
Um, it doesn't really matter how many, but I did read in the Little Book of Hookah by Mike Viking, who is the founder of the Happiness Research Institute in Denmark. He wrote this book all about hookah. And so in it, he says that 31% of Danes burn more than five candles at a time when they're trying to create a hookah atmosphere. And so I feel like that makes me at least honorary Danish because we've got at least seven to eight candles going at a time. And so we'll turn on the candles, the TV, we'll grab um, our favorite pillows and, and blankets and we'll just sit on the couch and it truly creates an atmosphere of calmness, of peace, and it just kind of lets us know and lets your body know, okay, it's time to rest. Thank God for this safe place that we call home. Thank God for each other's company. And I don't know. I mean, I truly, truly enjoy it. There are so many concepts of Huga that I feel are important to everyday life, but are so easily overlooked with our busy schedules. And I know I definitely felt that at first when I started reading more in depth um, about the concept of Huga and how important it really is it really is and how simple it really is to achieve that but at the same time I look at my real life schedule and I realize well how can I fit hygge into all of this you know but it's like little minor changes and um like for example during Christmas time I bought these uh white uh, string lights and I put them on my daughter's bed and then I also did the same to um the bed frame in our room and I drive some over our bed. And honestly, every single night before, eh, I want to say before six, you know, so that's like shortly after dinner time, I'll go in there and I'll turn them on and I'll turn the main room light off. And so it kind of creates this ambiance of, you know, cozy and calm. And um, Keziah, our daughter, has really taken on to the concept of Huga. So a couple of weeks ago, my parents and my sister came over to babysit the kids. I think Michael and I had gone on date night. So this must have been, yeah, so for Valentine's Day, uh, we had gone out to date night and um, they came over, they were with the kids. And my sister says to me that Keziah kept asking for Huga. She wanted to get Huga. And so she kept trying to turn off the the lights in the living room and wanted to turn on the candles because I have these LED candles that I bought off Amazon. It was like a three pack for 20 bucks. Such a great deal, to be honest. Um, and uh, just throwing that in there. We have them like battery operated and with a little remote. And so it gives you the different settings that, you know, you can put on the candles. And so on the faux candles, obviously, because we're not going to let her play with fire. And because I wanted to turn those on and she kept saying she wanted to get Huga and she wanted the blankets and... <laughs> My sister says that my mom was like, no, we are not turning the lights off. We need the lights on, which is like something so typical, my mom would say. Um, also, I kind of feel like the huga in me now is being hella rebellious um, with my mom back in the day. I was not allowed to turn on candles at home. It doesn't matter how old I was. It doesn't matter that I left home, came back home in my early 20s had a full-time job, was like a responsible adult, and my mom was still like, I don't give a frig, you're not turning candles on in my house because if it burns down, it's going to be your fault. So now that I have my own home and I can do whatever I want, I think every time I turn on a candle, I'm like, ooh, I'm so rebellious, you know, because my mom cannot tell me to turn this candle off. <laughs> it's hookah, mom. It's hookah. So um, let me give you a little bit of the reasons why I feel that I like hookah. Um, 
to me, it has allowed me to be consistent, which is something I haven't done really like ever. And I think I shared this in the first episode. It's a struggle bus kind of thing for me. Um, I really like the concept of it. I like the feeling that I get when I'm quote unquote getting in like a hygge vibe and feeling relaxed and purposefully putting down my phone and talking to my husband and I know like it shouldn't really take like a concept to do that but unless you try it like don't knock it off you know just just give it a shot I think that it's something that once you do it a couple of times you realize like wow this is so effortless and I don't know why you know in our daily lives it's so hectic it feels like it's going to take so much to accomplish but it, it really really doesn't so in the little book of Higa um, by Mike Viking he shares 10 things that are kind of vital and key to creating that atmosphere and I'll just run through the list with you um, the first is atmosphere the second is presence then you have pleasure equality gratitude harmony, comfort, truce, togetherness, and shelter. And I know that some of those at first when I saw the titles, I was like, um, okay, first of all, what the hell does truce have to do with it? Equality, you know, okay, harmony, yes, we know. But, you know, when you read more into detail, it makes sense. So obviously atmosphere, you know, you have to create, you know, the vibe with the lights, with the candles. Um, the presence, turning off your phone and being present with your people that you love and or if you're by yourself, you know, making sure that you are alone with your thoughts in a good, positive way. Or, you know what, immersed in your favorite comfort show where you know how it's going to end, but you know that you're going to love it. You also have the pleasure vibe of it, you know, which is making sure you're eating whatever kind of food that you like, whatever um, makes you feel good and cozy. Because remember, hookah is about being comfortable, being cozy, being serene. Um, you also have equality. The one that I said, what? It's we over me, he says, to make sure you share the task and the airtime. So I think to me that means making sure that um, everybody's like on the same page. Let's be a we. Let's be together during this time of huga, which I think is my favorite part of Michael and I doing that together. Um, gratitude, you know, of course, just taking in the moments. Harmony, it says here that it's not a competition. Um, make sure that you don't brag about your achievements. And when I read that at first, I was like, huh? What do you mean, brag about your achievements? What the hell does that have to do with anything? But that makes sense. You don't want to be bragging during a time of fuga because you're trying to create an atmosphere of peace, right? And so when you start going back and forth with, well, I blah, 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 blah. Well, I do this and I do that. It kind of creates a divide. So don't, don't do that. That's weird. Um, comfort, you know, get comfy, take a break, relax, do what you need to do to create that comfort. Everybody's huga is going to look different, but these are just some of like the essential keys to what, um, you need to do to create sort of the Danish huga. Um, truce, let's not discuss any politics, no drama, which 10 out of 10, I agree. Um, togetherness, let's create this narrative of, you know, really enjoying this time together, which I absolutely love. I think that's one of, for me, the top three of what I desire to do and or achieve from Huga Vibes. 
And lastly, you know, you have your shelter. This is a place of peace and security. And I completely agree. I could not agree more with the last one, shelter. It is so important, especially during these times that are so troubled and so wild um, in the world. It is important to think about how blessed you are, we are individually and together as a whole, to have a place to call home. No matter what um, season of life you're in, if you really stop and think your home, if you've lived in it for more than even six months, it has really held it down right? Especially here in Texas with this crazy weather. It has seen you through rain and snow and sleet and ice and sun and wind. And honestly, that very last one is so key. Being thankful and showing gratitude for your place that you call home, your shelter. Well, as we move on from that, I feel like I should be doing some kind of like ASMR, like opening up like a candle jar or, um, talking really softly no (laughs) okay I will never do that again that was weird I'm so sorry I did that but you know what I mean um slowly as we transition out of the hookah talk I would like to share with you all that I am redoing my bathroom um this is where I would insert a clip of people going like yay but I also don't know how to do that yet on the software so bear with me I kind of had been sitting on the idea of the bathroom renovation for quite a while now, but I have had such a full and packed schedule since school last semester that I wasn't really like in a good headspace to to take that on. Um, Once I commit to a project, it's really, really hard for me to not want to completely do it and get it done with. However, with three small children under four, it is really, really hard to be so head on and headstrong um, to complete a task. So I have to take it, you know, little by little, day by day, which is okay. Um, I finally settled on a, I guess, like theme, and it is so chaotic. But you know what? I feel like it's going to work once it comes together. It will come as like zero surprise to you all that my inspiration came from a bathroom in New York City. Somewhere in Midtown, there is a little restaurant that has, the bathroom is downstairs, okay, and it has this wall with a ton of cutouts. It's like burlesque looking women, but also kind of like um, music notes. And I don't know if anybody who lives in New York City is listening to this and you know what I'm talking about, please let me know what the name of that is because I cannot remember the name of the restaurant. All I know is that I was just really taken back when I saw that bathroom and instantly it became a core memory. And um, when I was doing kind of like my research on Pinterest, you know, research, we will use that word lightly um, (laughs) to kind of define what I wanted to do in the bathroom, I came across a magazine bathroom and I was like, oh, it instantly reminded me of that bathroom in New York City. And so I was like, yes, this, this is it. This is the one I have been waiting for. So I told Michael, hey, you know what? I would really like to go to Ikea and I would like to go to Home Depot. Um, So off we went. I got some of the things that I needed. I came back with like seven different colors of paint because I'm a crazy person. And I also know that I'm not going to be able to commit to just one. Um, And I start painting the bathroom. I do like this Tanzanite color by Bare Paint, which I will link in the description box because I think everybody needs to know about this color. I have been obsessed with it for quite some time now. It's one of those blues, which by the way, I also refer to as a Ramona blue. You know, if you are a fan of the Real Housewives of New York City, then you know, if you know, you know. And um, 
this tanzanite it is so intense but it's so pretty at the same time it's like elegant but vibrant but loud but like really really good and so um i have used it before in like a table and a frame and a mirror and now in the bathroom and i'm like well i suddenly hate it because i've used it so much but i think the answer is already no so i don't even know why like my insecurities are drowning me out with that question um but i said okay i'm gonna do the tanzanite and i'm also gonna do this like collage of magazines you know and i have kind of like a variety i've got you know food magazines i've got martha stewart i have fashion um, and I'm like, okay, well, where do I start? Because a lot of these pictures in the magazines are kind of intense. You know, you've got like a couple of nipples showing, you've got a lot of leg and I'm like, oh, I hate that the backgrounds are so pretty, but the women are so graphic and this is just like a fashion magazine. So I don't know, but, um, anyway, I started flipping through it and I cut out some pictures and now they're, you know, hardcore on our walls. Another thing I did not think about thoroughly um, was how much it resembled like a Tumblr girl wall. I never got into Tumblr because I didn't understand it. Um, I think understand it, understand it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's early, you guys. It's 530 when I'm recording this. So please know that <laughs> I do know how to say understand. Um, anyway, moving on. Um, I never was like a Tumblr person because truly it was one of those things that I felt only really cool girls knew how to do. And now going back to think, um, you know, like high school times and it was like a thing, I realized that it wasn't. I was just too lazy to get into a new concept, you know? So what's new? Anyway, um, it looks really cool, in my opinion, the bathroom wall. And I'm going to have to share it on Instagram whenever it is complete. I think that it's going to need quite some more work. Um, also, I don't know what I'm going to do with all the other paints that I thought I was going to use. Um, I have them now, so I think I'm just going to have to like create something at random, either pick a wall or maybe buy some canvas. Um, no, no, no. Actually, I think I already have some. So maybe I'll just create some canvas art and put it in there using the paints. Um, recycle, reuse, baby. So, you know, you know what they say out in the art world. No, I don't think they say that. Um, anyway, the moral of that tangent is that it doesn't take a whole lot to renovate your space. Um, if you have an idea, go for it. And again, I feel like that kind of circles back to the whole idea of hygge and creating an environment that you want to be in, you know. Um, there was really nothing wrong with the bathroom. It's just that I grew out of the farmhouse stage and a lot of the decorations that I used um, to create that, you know, when we moved into this house back in 2020, I just don't really like vibe with it anymore. You know, it, it doesn't really feel like my thing. Um, I know that a lot of people are still really into it. And I think that's great. I think that your home should look like and feel like whatever makes you happy. Um, and so for me, apparently it's slathering a ton of a wallpaper paste on our bathroom wall and uh, paper collaging it. So there we go. Happy Tuesday and happy March 1st to me and my bathroom. I cannot wait to show you guys. Hopefully I can finish by the end of the week. But if I don't, please know that I am actively working on it so that I can produce a mediocre picture for you on Instagram. I feel like I've been so out of the loop since I decided to um, kind of go off the grid a little bit last Friday. And I went off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, just kind of took time to be present with the family and not be checking Instagram so consistently. Um, it is my app of choice. I feel like, you know, I am the most familiar with it. And I feel like 
I can be the most creative in that app. I don't know why, but I do. And so anyway, I decided to log off and it just truly was because the state of the world is really scary right now. Um, it's very uncertain, I think, for uh, a lot of reasons. And I know that I would not, you know, I had said originally at the first episode that I would not discuss politics or anything like that. And I still stand by that. However, I think that um, it's not politics when it's a humanitarian crisis. And what is happening in the Ukraine is definitely um, something uh, among those lines. I feel um, very confused by it all. I, again, because I know very little, I try and refrain. However, I did want to say this because it is on my heart. If there is a charity that you feel that you want to donate money to, um, to help them help the people of the Ukraine render aid, um, please make sure that you do your research. Please know where your money is going. Please know how it is being used and how the resources will get to them. I think that those things sometimes can be overlooked. And, um, you know, I worked in a nonprofit myself several years ago, and I know the importance of making sure where your money goes. So I, um, I didn't want to say that. It makes me like a little bit nervous to talk about that, but I did just want to throw that out there for anybody who is uh, kind of feeling the same way that I am. So please know it is okay to take a break from social media if you feel that your mental health is at risk. If you feel that um, you suddenly are not experiencing that kind of like joy when opening up the app, definitely take yourself off. Um, I actually have deleted my Facebook since a little bit before no, it was after Thanksgiving. Yeah, after Thanksgiving, I deleted Facebook, um, which is so sucky because I'm obsessed, even though I'm not on the app right now, but I am obsessed with Facebook Marketplace and all the deals that you can get on there. Um, but it was just getting to be too much. It was a lot of, you know, intense news. And it was even about like people that I didn't even know. It was just like news articles that would just send me spiraling and it was, it was a lot. It was a lot and it was suffocating. But, you know, again, going back to the situation in the current state of the world, um, it is important to at least know what is going on. I suggest that you uh, do your own personal research and whatever news outlet feels the most um, true and valid for you, that's the one that you should base your opinions off of. And just know that at the end of the day, we all want the same thing, and that's to be... Um, happy, content, safe, healthy, and thriving. So, um, guys, I just realized that this last segment about the SAG Awards and the red carpet fashion, I accidentally recorded using my headphones and the wrong mic. So it's going to be like a little fuzzy and not really good quality. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure it out. Had been off social media for the last couple of days. I missed um, the SAG Awards red carpet and I was a little bit bummed but you know there's nothing like going back and looking at the fashion not in real time because now you can actually take a minute to soak it all in and I wanted to kind of comment on a few of the looks um first of all we have Selena Gomez who wore Oscar de la Renta I know that her heels failed her and she fell but it's okay she still looked absolutely wonderful snatched so cute I love her she is just I love her I love Selena so much um we had Elle Fanning, who wore Gucci with Cartier jewelry. She was giving like red carpet chic Avril Lavigne skater boy vibes. Um, I was kind of confused by the look a little bit, but like positive confused, not like 
it was like good you know like okay let's try and tie this in together somehow I love the way that her hair was like done and it kind of like fell loosely on her face and it was good it was good different um, we had Jared Leto in Gucci also um, he to me personally looked like a child's nursery room curtain a very expensive curtain at that but personally for me this was like not it um, Salma Hayek was also in Gucci the dress that she wore was definitely giving like Greek goddess vibes it was like a pink coral uh, color but I think that we could have done without the wannabe Kim Kardashian Balenciaga glove thing I am seeing that a lot more frequently now and for some reason it's like triggering I, I don't know why but uh, she looked gorgeous you know um, as always and last but not least, Vanessa Hudgens. She wore um, Atelier Versace in seafoam green. Um, it was kind of like a slip looking dress. And I did see a lot of people talking about her look, saying she looked like she was going to go to prom. And I agree with that. But it was more like she was going to go to a mermaid prom. Um, to me, she looked gorgeous and effortless. I love her. I feel like Vanessa Hudgens is one of those people that's kind of ageless. Um, and although, I mean, obviously that's not possible because we're all aging, but I think she ages like fine wine. She's going to be like Jennifer Aniston um, aging process, I feel like. She is, like, how is she even over 30 years old? I don't, I don't believe that. In my mind, Vanessa Hudgens will always be in High School Musical, and I will um, love her. All right, guys, so that is all I have for today's episode. Make sure you hit the follow and notification button. And if you enjoyed the show, leave a five-star rating and a positive review on whatever platform you're streaming on. And remember that you can always come hang out with me over on Instagram stories at Joe Wassel or at wannabe NYC pod. I'll talk to you soon.